Rebecca. And Lily. And you're listening to... Just Ghouly Things. Ooh. <laughs> hey, Boo Things. <laughs> well, is that I'm... Ariana Grande co-hosting? Wow. Who is that? Who is she? <laughs> <laughs> and this is Just Ghouly Things, and we're your bootyful hosts, Rebecca and Lily. Hey. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so tired. What was that? That's my Ariana Grande. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we're going Ariana Grande yeah. theme for today. Okay. Throwback to last Halloween. Throw- oh, my- Ariana Grande. I forgot about that. Yeah. I can't believe that was a year ago. This has been the longest short year. Oh, for sure. Like, uh, okay, I was out to lunch with my friend Vicky today, and we were talking, and I said, the last time I saw you was in March. And she was like, yeah, I can't believe it's been like eight months. And I was like... No, it's been since March. And she was like, yeah, that was eight months ago. I'm not okay in this moment. That was eight months ago, Lil. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. How crazy is that, that we have been in this pandemic for eight fucking months. I hate it. I saw something and it was like, you know, just because you're over the pandemic doesn't mean it's over. And I was like, yeah, like, I felt that on a personal note. Yeah. Very, very attacked right now. Well, and I have a friend, she's constantly at par- like parties, people over all the time. And she asked me, she's like, I miss you. I was like, yeah, I miss you too. I hope this is all over soon. She's like, yeah, cases are going back up. I'm like, girl, you're patient zero. Like, you are the reason why. <laughs> you are why. But, oh, God. Well, it's funny because everyone's like, oh, I want to go to parties and stuff. I'm like, literally, this has been the same for me since... Even before the pandemic, <laughs> so honestly, no gain, no loss. So true. I remember I was in, I think it was sixth grade. A girl who lived a couple houses down from me threw a party and invited like the whole grade except for me <laughs> to watch it happen and listen to it all night. And I feel like I'm back in that place. All right, so this has just unlocked a really traumatic memory for Lily. Is this like a trigger warning for you? Oh my no. god. It's 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 that's horrible. It's funny. I'll, you'll never guess what she does now. I'll tell you later. <laughs> Is she an accountant? She's a Uh mm. Uh huh. She is just funny. in a place she She's funny. But anyway, I don't know like people who know what happened. That's not my business. Sip our your water, my Celsius. I'm actually drinking out of a mug with Rebecca, Mike, and Loki on it because I'm hoping if I sip the water out of this goblet, I'll turn into one of you. Manifest. I'm manifesting becoming like Lily Ruber Sabahi right now. (laughs) Honestly, if you want to manifest to be any of us, it would be Loki because this guy is treated like a fucking king. (laughs) Like he is literally spoiled and. We should get started with this episode before he wakes up and tries to interrupt the episode. Right. I am so scared. Okay, Rebecca, what are we talking about this week? Oh, I get to introduce it? All right. Well, <laughs> this week, we are going to be talking about jeans in this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Why I said it like that? No idea. Oh. Just, uh, something just came over me. Um, okay, you went, Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wish you. I wish you guys had the visual of it. Oh, I did the hand motions and everything. And there was some like popping and locking. Oh yeah, like I was. You I was should crunking. have neither popped nor locked. I was getting crunk. <laughs> if we're gonna throw it back, as the kids say, get 
the what old was, whippersnappers. There was a there was a sign that was like, "Yeah, get crunk." What was it? There was I, a few, I, I think, know I, I know exactly what you're talking about, but yeah, get get crunk. I feel like that was a line in a song from when we were in like fifth grade or something. Must be. Oh, most definitely. But anyway, um, yeah, we were talking about gins. Uh, we talked about gins a couple times on the show, and we talked about doing a full episode on gins, mm-hmm. but haven't got to it. So this is the time and place, right here, right now. The time is now. The time is now. now. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm just going to give a little bit of history for you guys on those that aren't familiar with gins, because... Before we uh, started this podcast, I never even heard of a gin until me neither. I think it was the quarantine spooky story special where we were both introduced to the uh, to the gin, I guess history. Yeah, and uh, so yeah. But now I'm going to give you guys the Wikipedia shout out version of what a gin is. So gin also romanized as gin. It's D J I N N or anglicized as genies with the broader meaning of spirits or demons depending on source or supernatural creatures in early pre-islamic arabian and later islamic mythology and theology like humans they are created with fitra born as believers their surroundings then change them so since jinns are neither innately evil nor innately good islam acknowledged spirits from other religions and was able to adapt spirits from other religions during its expansion Jinn are not a strictly Islamic concept, though, and they may represent several pagan beliefs integrated into Islam. Oh, that's interesting. So, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. I'm listening. Um, can I tell you something? Oh, gosh. When I was doing my research, uh-huh. I was, um, I like, I just, like, copy and pasted my stories, and then I was like, oh, like, Rebecca's document is on here, too. And I looked, and I was just like, oh, shit, she's got, like, everything <laughs> on here. Like, she continues to be the brains of this operation. I just want to make sure that we didn't have any loose ends yeah you want to get the information right (laughs) oh no No. he he gave me the head tilt here i got it i got the laser pointer so while you're distracting my son okay in an islamic context the term jinn is used for both a collective designation for any supernatural creature and also to refer to a specific type of supernatural creature therefore jinn are often mentioned together with devils and demons um, and both devils and jinn feature in folklore and are held responsible for misfortune, possession, and diseases, which is something that we've seen a common theme of in yeah. some of our encounter stories involving jinns. However, the jinns are sometimes supportive and benevolent. They are mentioned frequently in magical works throughout the Islamic world to be summoned and bound to a sorcerer, but also in zoological treatises as animals with a subtle body. And the word jinn itself, like the origin of that word, still remains uncertain. Like no one really knows like the correlation of mysterious the sound to the story. Yeah. That's interesting though. It's crazy how I was thinking about etymology, which is like backgrounds of words, mm-hmm. and how I've come to the conclusion that there were originally probably only like three words that were just made up and then everything else just branched from that. For sure, for sure. Yeah. So if you guys have any um, ideas of where the word gin comes from, email us at justgoingthingspodcast at gmail.com. And the exact origins of the belief in jinn as well are not entirely clear. Some scholars of the Middle East hold that they originated as malevolent spirits residing in deserts and unclean places who often took the form of animals. Others hold that they were originally pagan nature deities who gradually became marginalized as other deities took greater importance. 
Still, jinn had been worshipped by many Arabs during the pre-Islamic period, but unlike gods, jinn were not regarded as immortal. Do you hear my stomach right now? That's your stomach? Oh, I thought that it was, was a wind. demon. <laughs> that was, no, that's the demon in my stomach waiting for Chipotle. Um, Sponsor us, Chipotle. For real. Email us at justschooltheteenspodcast at gmail.com. At Lifetime Supply Chipotle, I'm fucking I'd in. be okay. I was in the break room at work a couple days ago, because whenever I oversleep, I just, there's like a Chipotle nearby, and there was a smash burger, but like I said to you, mm-hmm. it got closed down. Rest in peace. Um, I thought it was just, I went to like pre-order on the app, I thought like someone got COVID on staff and they just closed it down. Yeah. And then I was on my way there today, and I like took a look to see like if there was a sign in the window, and it was just like the sign on top of like the strip, it uh-huh. was then gone. And it was like retail space for lease, and I was like... Smash burger clothes. Yeah. So my choices are now like Wendy's, Taco Bell, Chipotle. So I'm always going to choose Chipotle. Yeah. I'm or Wendy's. I, I am a Wendy's girl though. I am. But the line at lunchtime is like super long. Uh-huh. And I don't want to like go in and stand in line. Whereas with Chipotle, I can order in the morning and then just, and then just like show up when I want. Wendy's should do that and too. And my coworker walked in and he was like, Lily, wait, you got Chipotle like three times in the last week. Um, excuse me, sir, mind you didn't business. I was like, uh, exactly. I was like, and you can't have any. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so although their morality ranks them lower than gods, um, it seems veneration of jinn had played more importance in the everyday life of pre-Islamic Arabs than the gods themselves. And according to common Arabian belief, soothsayers, pre-Islamic philosophers, and poets were inspired by the jinn. Their culture and society were anal- analog analogous to that pre-Islamic Arabian culture with tribal leaders protected their allies and avenged murder for any member of their tribe or allies. Although the powers of jinn exceed those of humans, it is conceivable a man could kill a jinn in single combat. Jinn were thought to shift into different shapes, shapeshifters, mm. but were feared especially in their invisible form since yeah. when they could attack without being seen, which is understandable. It's fucking horrifying. I was watching Monsters University last night. Oh, that's such a good movie. And when Randall is like, I have a weakness, I turn invisible, and Mike Wazowski's like, that's a strength. Like, now I might have to write to Pixar and be like, yeah, you created Jim. Mm, mm. Randall Connection. is a Jim. Hot take. <laughs> Randall from Monsters, Inc., and its sequel, Monsters University, is a gin. There you guys. There you guys have it. Learn something new every day. Wow, I'm so cultured. Continue. So I'm not even <laughs> done learning, and I'm already just assuming I know everything. <laughs> Don't be like me, guys. So, gin were also feared because they had been thought to be responsible for various diseases and mental illnesses. Mm-hmm. Julius Welchhausen observed that such spirits were thought to inhabit desolate, dingy, and dark places, and that they were feared. One had to protect oneself from them, but they were not the objects of a true cult. Some scholars argue that angels and demons were introduced by Muhammad to Arabia and did not exist among the jinn. On the other hand, Amira al-Zain argues that angels were known to the pagan uh, to the pagan Arabs, but the term jinn was used for all kinds of supernatural entities among various religions and cults. Thus, Zoroastrian, Christian, and Jewish angels and demons were conflated with quote-unquote jinn. So Al-Jahiz credits the pre-Islamic Arabs with believing that the society of jinn constitutes several tribes and groups, and some natural events were attributed to them, such as storms. They also thought jinn could protect, marry, kidnap, possess, and kill people. You know what, though? Why not? I mean, They've already got all this power. Why the fuck not marry one of us? Just fucking add to that. Just add to it. Just add to their resume. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Special skills include. 
<laughs> so, I mean, get you a gin that does it all, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, Can my gin do dishes too, bitch? Mm-hmm. So, gin are mentioned approximately 29 times in the Quran, and in Islamic tradition, Muhammad was sent as a prophet to both human and gin communities, and that prophets and messengers were sent to both communities. Traditionally, Surah 72, named after them, al-Jinn, is held to tell about the revelation to jinn and several stories mentioned one of Muhammad's followers accompanied him witnessing the revelation of the jinn. They appear with different attitudes. In the story of Solomon, they appear as nature spirits comparable to the Talmudic Shadim. Solomon was gifted by God to talk to animals and spirits. God granted him authority over the rebellious jinn and devils forcing them to build the first temple. And in other instances, the Quran tells about pagan Arabs calling jinn for help instead of God. Ooh. The Quran reduced the status of jinn from that of tutelary deities to that of minor spirits, usually paralleling humans. So the history and the origin of jinn goes all over the place. You know, they're compared to the God, they're compared to the devil, and then all of a sudden... No, now we're compa- we're n- now we're making them parallel to humans. It's just kind of like all over the place. And this is like all over the Quran. It's not just like 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 just one little just section. one. Okay, it's so mentioned twenty nine times. So do you think like as like they were? I'm wondering if like as they were coming up with the story of the Quran because like when when you think about things like the Bible, the Torah, the Quran. All these stories began orally, mm-hmm. you know, before, like, they were, like, writing them down in scriptures and everything. And I wonder if, you know, when, you know, like, the historic moment of, like, them putting together the first, like, collection of, you know, stories and, you know, chapters or what, how, what, what do they call the different sections of the Quran? I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, but you, you know what I mean, like, the different chapters and everything, like, if they were getting all these different stories and learning, okay, in some cases it is like the head deity, but then in other cases, like basically in modern day terms, it's either the main character or it gives side character energy. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that's the the, j- the j- j- that's like the twenty twenty version of explaining, I guess, the jinn. And they were getting like these different examples and learning these different kind of things about it. That okay, in some cases. You know, it is, you know, you want to, you want a jinn handling this instead of praying to God. Which is interesting because it just seems like the way in the Quran, I haven't read the Quran myself, but the way that this is described and describing the jinn and its place in the Quran, mm-hmm. it seems to bounce all over the place as the Quran, the Quran kind of goes throughout. Mm-hmm. So, um, like I said, right before I was explaining this, um, their origin of jinn is still very ambiguous and no one really knows where it came from or mm-hmm. like what the jinn really is. It's a very broad term. Okay. Um, so in this regard, the jinn appeared, uh, appears often paired with humans. To assert a strict monotheism and the Islamic concept of tahid, all affinities between the jinn and God were denied. Thus, jinn were placed parallel to humans, like I said, also subject to God's judgment in afterlife. They are also mentioned in collections of canonical hadiths. One hadith divides them into three groups with one type flying through the air, another that are snakes and dogs, and a third that moves from place to place like humans. Mm -hmm. So again, very, very broad definition that a jinn is. It it could be some one type that flies through the air, another that are snakes and dogs, specifically those animals, I don't know why, (laughs) and a third that they move to place like very human-like. I love that. So it's so interesting. So you can kind of like take it as it 
goes, you know? That's interesting because, like, when you think about, like, primarily, like, okay, so we're, like, Western culture, right? So mm-hmm. it really comes down to the Bible and then the, it is the Torah, right? Or is that, like, a section of, like, a Jewish? I think the Torah is kind of, like, their Bible, but don't yeah. hold me to that. I'm yeah. Not, I did not I get realized earlier I said Torah, and I was like, I don't know anything about Judaism, so I can't speak for it. But, um, like, those, it, you really, like, have everything is set in its place and it's interesting how here like this kind of changes throughout Mm -hmm, definitely you know and not in a bad way not in a you know inconsistent way but in like a you know versatile you kind of never know like mysterious like case by case like everything like everything whether it's the bible torah drawn everything's up for interpretation yeah so um it's kind of like how you decide to take it how you decide to apply that to your life and it's interesting how it appears all these times and you kind of never know what you're gonna get and that kind of i think adds to like the mystique of it definitely definitely that's why like you don't really hear a lot about gin stories because Mm -hmm. it's like could that be a gin or is there like another explanation to it so uh belief in jinn is not included among the six articles of islamic faith as belief in angels is however at least many muslim scholars believe it is essential to the islamic faith and in quranic interpretation the term jinn can be used in two different ways so one is as invisible entities who roam the earth before adam created by god out of a quote-unquote smokeless fire mm. noted in surah ar-rahman in the quran they are believed to resemble humans in that they eat and drink have children and die are subject to judgment so will either be sent to heaven or hell according to their deeds but they were much faster and stronger than humans so this jinn are distinct from an angelic tribe called al jinn named after jana the gardens heavenly creatures created out of the fires of sumam which is the poisonous fire noted in surah al waqai in the quran in contrast to the genus of jinn created out of a mixture of fire who wait who waged war against the genius of jinn and regarded as able to sin unlike their light created counterpart Okay, wait, I need you to dumb that down for me. Um, what part? Because that so, was okay, a lot. So I get the first part that um, at first, like, they're believed, like, they're humans and they're subject to judgment, but they're, like, faster and stronger and, like, superior humans. hmm And then I got lost after that. So basically, so from an ancient... I'm just I'm so trying to it's, read it's this. just it's saying that there's like different okay. types of jinn. Okay, out so there. there's like they're humans, but they're like stronger and better, but they're still you know subject to like the final boss of judgment. Yeah, and then there's they they're not humans; they're made of fire. And then there's and then, some that are created um, out of light. Okay, like they're they're like. It's literally like night and day sort of. Got it. Ooh, interesting. Okay. So um, as the opposite of the al-in, something in shape, referring to any object that cannot be detected by human sensory organs, including angels, demons, and the interior of human beings. So that's like the second, uh, that's the the second way of interpreting Mm -hmm. uh, these jinns according to the uh, the Quran. So um, accordingly, every demon and every angel is also a jinn, but not every jinn is an angel or a demon. So Al-Jahid categorizes the jinn in his work, Kitab al-Hayawan, as follows, quote, if he is pure, clean, untouched by any defilement, being entirely good, he is an angel. If he is faithless, dishonest, hostile, wicked, he is a demon. If he succeeds in supporting an edifice, lifting a heavy weight and listening at the doors of heaven, he is a a merit. And And if he more than this, he is an ifrit which if you're going to ask me what an ifrit is, 
don't know. Uh, so related. I to read that as I fit, and I was like, "What's an I fit?" <laughs> I've heard of an outfit, but not Jesus an if. Right. <laughs> so related to common traditions, the angels were created on Wednesday, the jinn on Thursday, and humans on Friday, but not the very next day. Rather, more than a thousand years later, respectively. Whoa. The community of the jinn race were like those of humans, but then corruption and injustice among them increased, and all warnings sent by God were ignored. Kind of sounds familiar, but consequ- <laughs> consequently, God sent his angels to battle the inf- uh, the infidel jinn. Just a few survived, but were out, but were ousted to far islands or to the mountains. With the revelation of Islam, the jinn were given a new chance to access salvation. But because of their prior creation, the jinn would attribute themselves to a superiority over humans and envy them for their place and rank on earth. The jinn, there are so many ways we can interpret what a jinn is, mm-hmm. and there were so many um, origin stories. But okay. there is nothing set in stone of this is exactly what a jinn is, this is where it came from. Um, completely up for interpretation. So uh, without further ado, Lily, I know you have a couple stories, and then I have like one long experience that I'm going to save for the end. So okay. uh, whenever you're ready. That website is Dr. Khalid, but I thought it said DJ Khaled. <laughs> Like, I just looked up out of my phone to see, like, where your stories were from, and I was like, DJ Khaled! We the best gins. <laughs> Have you ever seen DJ Khaled Lost at Sea? No. So, okay, remember when, like, his Snapchat was, like, the thing, that, and everyone, yeah. like, watched DJ Khaled's Snapchat? A great moment in So, history. you can find it on YouTube. It's called DJ Khaled Lost at Sea. So, he was like, we the best. We out here, Miami Beach. We on, like, my, what are those things called? My jet? Oh, like the jet ski? Jet ski, yeah. He's like, I'm on my jet ski. And then he was like, uh, God, what was his, uh, he's, he had all these, for another one, um, life, what, what was it? I got my, um, my friend Mel for, I think it was my, was it my birthday or Christmas? She got me a shirt that said another one. It had DJ Khaled on it. I love that. And I fucking wore the shit out of that shirt. I think I ended up donating it, but. Um, well, so, good. Now someone else can be like super swaggy and, and motivated cool. by DJ Khaled. You know, what was it? It was like pro tip. Uh, we the, what, what? What were his other phrases? You'll you'll see it. And to he's be honest, like, like that time period, I I know I absolutely loved life at that moment, but it has become a blur. Yeah, since it's been many moons ago. He was, so. you know, basically like life hack: create your own destiny. They say we can't go out too far. We gonna go out too far, and then. Uh, we need to bring these back. DJ, and like, I'm not like, this is how he speaks. Like, I'm not, oh, yeah. for those of you who don't know, like, this is how he talks. And he'd be like, you know, we the best, we out here. And then, like, 10 minutes later, he updates his story. He's like, I got lost. <laughs> and they had to send the National <laughs> Guard to find him. <laughs> Such an icon. He really is. Oh, God. So, anyways, how did we get to, th- oh, right. Okay, so, my stories. <laughs> You can get this Google Doc up. Lily got really hyped thinking about DJ Khaled. And I used to, like, end my days watching it. Like, I'd crawl into bed. Like, now it's, like, Netflix, Disney+, Plus, whatever. Yeah. But it was, like, I'd, you know, crawl into bed and be like, okay, what was DJ Khaled up to today? That that was a very important question for many of us. Yeah. What was it? It was, like, success. To, it was something. Well, the uh, key to success? Key to success! Yeah. Major key. That's what it was. Major it was like key. major. Yes. He said major key. Create your own destiny. Mm, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Key to success. <laughs> I feel like if we ever have children, they will not believe that DJ Khaled was a real person. 
or that like coronavirus. He definitely is real. does seem like a mythological mm-hmm. person. Yeah. Like, or like like the stories will be like hyperbolic. Yeah. 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 Maybe he is a centaur. DJ Khaled isn't real. You know, birds aren't real. DJ Khaled isn't real either. <laughs> is that what we came up with today? That's is that the lesson. That's we're the lesson of the episode. Is DJ Khaled isn't even real. All right. That's and if part he of is, the title. if he is, he's got to convince us. So, uh, my stories, of course, come from the gift that keeps on giving, known as Reddit. Uh huh. And because I, I try to like look you know, and get, like, really good, like, different sources, but I feel like I'm just drawn to Reddit. There's something about it. You know it. what I mean? Like, I and I look up, like, gin and counter stories, and I, maybe it's because, like, the first few times I was collecting stories, it was Reddit, and that's what pops up first uh-huh. now, like, Google knows. Yeah. And every now and then, like, I'll find, you know, like, a patch article or, um, you know, like a, but I, you know, I want to, I want to know what's real, like, you you know you've got DJ Khaled's article like that's legit so like <laughs> just saying guys this isn't actually it's, DJ it's Khaled Doctor Khalid or Doctor Khaled maybe right what is it it is Doctor Khalid Zahir so okay. that's yeah very different than DJ Khaled so this story um, was asked on I think it was Ask Reddit and it was like you know Arabic redditors. What are your beliefs on gins? Do you have any stories? And this is these are all from the comments section. Okay. So this one is from Homie Crow. All right, Homie Crow. Let's hear it. Uh, I have a coworker who says Holy Crow. Like she'll get like a large deposit and go Holy Crow. <laughs> Crow I feel like I would hate her. She's sweet. <laughs> um. So these. This is a short one. So all of mine are pretty short. Um. This one says this one boy in my class really fucking gets on my nerves. He touches me, pulls me, puts his arms around me, and pretends to be my friend. We're both Muslim, and he showed me a video in which a jinn possessed a body. I personally do not believe in jinns, and so I told him, that's bullshit. He started arguing back on how jinns are real, and anyways, here's the main story. He told me about his previous house he lived in, which was modern on the outside and old on the inside. I hope to be that way when I'm old. Same. <laughs> right? Just all new parts on the outside that just crackling. Crusty and crusty, inside. just dilapidated. <laughs> I'm already mentally Cobwebs. dilapidated. Cobwebs. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna note that that was Lily's snort. That was me. Okay. Um Okay. Where were we? All on the inside. He moved into that house when he was eight. His parents gave him his own room, and next to his bedroom was a room his parents told him not to go into. That, what could possibly go wrong? I was waiting. For You're that. not going to jump in when we can finally do it in real time together? Honestly, I was thinking about it, but that's kind of like your thing, and I felt weird being, like, I felt weird taking that journey with you i thought that was okay all you. that's okay I, I just wasn't trying to take away from thank your, you no problem thank you you're, you're always welcome, welcome in my <laughs> bullshit <laughs> there's always room for you rebecca Aww, it's an exclusive club exclusive <laughs> bullshit it's it's there's a velvet rope there's a bouncer just to join in on my bullshit oh i love it oh yeah this is a whole thing that i'm just coming up with now so they tell him not to go into this room and he has no clue why now, of course, 
he went to check out what is inside. Of course. But he didn't do that in the day. He did it at night when his parents were sleeping. Again, say mm-hmm. it with me. What, what could, could possibly, possibly go, go wrong? wrong? I was so You got so excited! I did. She leaned into the microphone before I... I was... And you said, Rebecca, join. I was like, bitch, I already Bitch, was. I might. Bitch, I'm way bitch, ahead I of you. Bitch, I might be. Okay. Um, I shit you not, this little boy found a dead body in this room with carpet with a carpet stained with blood as the body was hanging from the ceiling on a rope. He says he saw a gin next to it with bright white eyes and little strokes of hair and white skin staring at him sideways with the gin's body face to the dead body. He shut the door and screamed so loudly it woke up the next door neighbors and his parents. His parents hugged him while he was shitting his pants. <laughs> you know what? I remember I was scrolling through just skimming stories and then I saw his shitting his pants. I was like, that's going in the episode. Yeah, that. Police were called by the neighbors because of the screaming and it turns out his parents were poor, killed the landlord, took the house, and left the body in that room. He is now in foster care going to the same school as me. So, was that not a gin? That was just a murder story? So, when you first read the story, you think that it's a vision being presented by the gin. Mm-hmm. Right? There's a gin there, like, actual- look what you're seeing. And then it's true, and, you're, and it's got you thinking, like, is this real? Right? Did this really happen? The parents are saying they killed the landlord, but the parents aren't saying that. That's what the police say. Right? The police are saying that. Mm. Because... You know, from a federal legal standpoint, you know you can't. Yeah. You you can't can argue it's a gin, but it's more likely to be. Well, look, these people they don't have, have a lot MO. of money. Precisely. I don't know. <laughs> this is what happens when you get locked in a bank drive-through for like eight hours a day, five days oh, a week. Lily, when you moved your hand, I wanted to make a note of these stretched what? out ponies <laughs> okay you guys really have no idea first of all lily's hang time on her head is real and she what has does that mean you have long hair oh and she <laughs> has you. thick hair and so she dropped one of her hair bands on the floor when she went to use the bathroom and i saw it and i was like what is this that's and just it's my new I'm fucking disgusted. I'm fucking Sorry, that's a joke. I, I, I saw I'm that on. I saw fucking that, disgusted. I saw that on a TV show. Also, I've always wanted to say it. The time is now. Oh my god, this is staying in. And but anyway, yeah. So her Nuvering hair tie <laughs> is so long. It's so huge. It's gaping. I'm gonna take a picture of it. And it post actually, it. it fell off of my. Like it went. Like look. Like it can. I've never seen hair ties this big. Even if you're saying this, did it? Out. It got stretched out this so much. It's, it's I've never had a hair tie this loyal to stay. <laughs> I've never had a hair tie expand will, with my. I hair. want a relationship as as loyal, loyal as, as this hair. Well, tie. okay, so they they're made for thick hair, so they're extra thick and they're extra large. So they're probably like most ponytail holders are a little larger than the size of your microphone, right? Like uh-huh. these come. Um, I want to like take away like. Like, instead of, like, this thick, they come, like... It had some serious growth, That though. thick. But it did, yes. They How did. long did this take? And I, both of them are the same size. Yeah, because they're from the same pack. Okay. So I used two ponytail holders for thick hair, and I wrapped them, like... So you used two of those on your head? Yeah, I used two Do you not get time. headaches? I do. Okay. I was going to say, do. that sounds like it hurts. 
I the other day closed my hair. My hair was down, and I closed it in my cash drawer. Like I leaned down to close the drawer, and I like I had one, like felt a snap in my hair. And I, yeah, so there. Yeah, my what what what's the phrase? My hang time on yes. my head is real. Yeah, is well, it's like, usually it's just hang time is real. But I was just trying to like describe it to you. Like I was trying to give you context clues of what I meant. Okay, by yeah, because I I was lost. Yeah. Well, I found you, and yeah, hang time. <laughs> Hang time just means like your like your hair like your long. Got it. So um, all right, back from right. Lily's Nuvering story. My, my um, Nuvering ponytail holder is that even a thing anymore? Nuvering? I don't. Still, I haven't seen a commercial. But then I, again, I haven't seen a commercial in a while. That's true. Yeah. Shout out to streaming networks. Um. Yeah. No. I, I'm assuming Nuvering's still alive and well and preventing pregnancies. So. Mm, good for you. Yeah, I was watching. Um, I forget what it was. It was like some show that lasted one season. Speaking of shows that only lasted one season, should have lasted longer. You have to watch the show Teachers. It was on TV land. Okay. You have to watch it. It's fucking hilarious. And it was like that type of show of like older women. I forget what it was. And this woman loses. It's it's not a um, ponytail holder, though. It's a bracelet. Like she loses a bracelet. They're like, is this your bracelet? She goes, no, it's my Nuva ring. And it was and that like was a, where you got the that was the That's where I got the, that's where I got the joke from. I cannot take credit for it. As much as I would like to. I can take credit for the quick association of it. That is true. You, you know? can do that. Like, I thought of someone else's joke fast, so there's... And you gave proper credit, so I did. to you. I did. So, next story. So, this next Reddit user actually has deleted their account, but the comments stayed. And it says, so I got, like, ten off the top of the dome. I was a main star in at least two, but my personal experience of one is this one. Our neighbor's son was a small plane pilot. He also had red hair. One day, he went off for a flight with his little brother, also a redhead. They never came back. Their mother was distraught. She tried everything to get back her sons. Finally, years of, after years of searching, she found some Pakistani Maulana. I think I'm saying it right. Um, who said he could find the boys. He was shipped in from Pakistan to Kenya where I was only seven years old. The Maulana took a large plate of water and began to scry. He summoned Jin to tell him the location of the neighbor's boys. But before he said anything, he asked for a girl and boy the age of seven to look and tell what they saw. The only boy and girl were me and my friend Sunny. Apparently, we both went into a trance of sorts and said the same thing that we saw a downed plane and a pale boy with red dreadlocks walking amongst many men also with dreadlocks. He was smoking a pipe and was mostly naked. The plane was near a river in a grove of trees high on a big mountain. The family used the last of their money to gather a search team and rescour the Aberdare Mountains. They not only found the plane, but also the younger boy with <gasps> dreadlocks living amongst the last of the, and I'm going to butcher this, Mama, M-A-U, M-A-U. Mau Mau? By the time they ran out of money to, by that time, they ran out of money to pay the Maulana, and it was said that he cursed them. They said terrible things about him. Five years later, the rescued boy was found dead with his mouth stuffed with money. He was an addict and got in with bad people. No. Yeah. Ten years later, at 16, I became very ill. I nearly died. I was almost comatose for two days. When I woke up, Sunny, my best friend, had suddenly died from an asthma attack. We both had been in perfect health on Friday, three days earlier. Wow. Later on, I heard a rumor that my father had finally paid the Maulana off for his scrying work to save my life. 
but the djinn had claimed all they had seen. Before you say, what nonsense? My father was a doctor and very unreligious, but even he realized that something unnatural was afoot. My mother's family was, was very superstitious and spent days consulting and sacrificing things to make sure the djinn left us alone. They didn't, and various members of our family have been plagued with things that could be explained by mental illness or straight-up gin possession, especially since they often resolve with no, meds or, with no meds and religious intervention. I am a medical professional myself and very unreligious and superstitious, but I have seen some shit that defies logic. Wow. That's a, you know what? I think that the Italian mafia has done it wrong the whole time because they should have <laughs> just hired gins. For when they don't get their money, instead of just breaking legs, just possess them. Honestly, horse head in the bed, that's in the past. Mm-hmm. Get a gin. Get yourself I, a gin. I'm full. I'm doing infomercials now. Book me at justwillythinkspodcast.gmail.com. I don't have a personal email. It's the Stone Ages. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> um, priorities, you know, how to answer Absolutely. about Chipotle. That I didn't get Lily, and I feel really bad about <laughs> I, you guys, I'm telling you, I haven't had Chipotle in so long, and I just randomly started craving Chipotle, mm-hmm. and so I ordered it online, and I got so excited and ordered it, and Lily's there, and I didn't ask her if she wanted any. <laughs> I blacked out. Hashtag get Lily Chipotle. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hashtag. I had Chipotle. Send us money so we can get Lily Chipotle. I had Chipotle on, I think, Monday or Tuesday, so I'm so good. I'm good. It's so good. I, you know what, though? If Chipotle, if you're listening to this, because I know you are, what else is the head of Chipotle going to be doing? Right? The carne asada, limited time offer, it's all fat. At is least, it? At least the one by me, yeah. I thought the first time I got it, I was like, okay, this is like, this cut of meat is just all fat. And maybe it's just like part of it, but maybe it's just like a bad day because, you know, everyone has their off days. Maybe, you know, Chipotle is just off today. And so then like a couple days later... Uh, I think it was sometime like last week or the week before that, I ordered my bowl and I was like, limited edition, carne asada, let's jam on it. Mm-hmm. And I get it. And again, it's just all fat. So. Well, there's Lily's professional food yeah, review. I mean, come on, Chipotle. What are you doing? You but still sponsor us. But still sponsor us. Just <laughs> Lily just shit on your carne just, asada, but just sponsor well, us anyway. No, I'm not sh- I'm just. You know, I'm going to sound like a parent. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I expected more from Chipotle. All right, Karen. I'm not mad. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, Lily, do you have one more gin story? I do have one more story, and I believe... Loki, you're not getting any Chipotle. Join the club. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So, that was the most petty <laughs> but well-deserved slap in the face I, I just if I wanted something, I'd be like, hey, like, get me a bowl. <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd, I'd be like, bitch, you better get me that burrito, double stuff. Oh, I'm on double steak. Like, you know, I'd, you know I'd do You that. double it up? Absolutely. Mm. When I have, when my bank account allows. <laughs> when that paycheck hits. Yeah, this first paycheck of the month is double everything. And guacamole. Ooh, of course, gotta get the guac. That second, pay- that second paycheck is, <laughs> is just rice, beans, and chicken. <laughs> That's it. That's it. It's just like a depression bowl. <laughs> First world problems. Oh my god. We love capitalism. So this one comes from another deleted user 
And it says story number two. So I I have reason to believe that it's the past user who said they have like 10 memories. So this one says story number two. I have an auntie. Let's call her Auntie Fawzia. F-A-W-Z-I-A. Fawzia? 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 What do you say? Oh, Fawzia. Fawzia? Fawzia? Fawzia. I think it's Fawzia. That's... I'm thinking of Austin Powers. Powers. Ah! Okay. Was that gold member? I think it yeah, was. That was Is that where it's he eats Fawja. the skin flakes from yeah. the? Oh my god, that was the most disgusting scene, but the most iconic. So my mom's ringtone real quick. It's just like the stock ringtone. Like my phone's been on like silent since 2008. Like I know yours has too. Her ringtone, I don't know what it's really saying. I think it's saying, like, the phone's on, or, like, your phone's gone. Oh, your mom's ringtone it's like, game is strong. The, it's like this, like, smooth jazz with bells and chimes, but it sounds like they're going, Faja. <laughs> and my dad pointed it out one night, and he was like, why does it sound like Austin Powers saying Faja? Now you can't unhear it. And now That's I can't unhear says. her phone rings, and you hear Faja. So anyway, we're going to say Fauzia. I don't even think they say the name again. Just to, just to play. Auntie Fauzia. 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 That's what we're going to decide on. Fauzia, okay. Fauzia. If I'm wrong, tweet us at JGT Podcast. She had been married for a long time and had always wanted a baby but was unable to conceive. One day, she w- One day, she used to pray five times a day. That's a lot of praying. Yeah. On the sun... One sunny day, she was at my grandmother's house in the prayer room. She was a pious lady... And no one thought to check on her. Two hours later, we heard screams, like as if there was an animal in there. We all ran in to check. We all ran in to check, and there was Auntie Fausia on the floor, covered in shit. Oh. <laughs> okay, I should have proofread this one because it's getting graphic. <laughs> Loosen your collars, everyone. It's shit time. <laughs> I don't need to laugh. I'm just getting very uncomfortable. She had been... Okay, so she had been shitting. Okay, English isn't this person's first language because... Wait, so did she get shit on or was she shitting? So she had been shitting and had smeared her poop all over the walls and the curands in the prayer room. Oh my God. That sounds like some possession. When I was a baby, I did that in my nursery. There was shit on the walls, in the crib, all over. My mom walked (laughs) in and was like, what the fuck? The my more dad, my you dad know was at work. My mom was at work, and she, my dad was at work, and my mom had to clean it up. I was like, and then in that moment, I was like, Amy wish she had the new ring. She <laughs> at that moment she knew. That's she what she up. knew. She was like, congratulations, you played yourself. <laughs> Should have just stuck with the one. Listen, at least it was when I was a baby and not like Tuesday morning. I hoped I called my mom. Mom, come clean my apartment up. I shit on the wall. She's oh, on God. fucking Zoom class. Guys, I gotta go. My daughter shit all over her apartment. <laughs> my grown-ass podcasting daughter just my shit My 23-year-old daughter. <laughs> okay, continue it with the feels, shit ants. It feels oh like that God. point in a sleepover when it's like 12 a.m. and everything's funny, except for it's not even 7.15 in, <laughs> at, in the evening. Oh, well, anyway, so so she shit and smeared it all, all over the curands and the walls of the prayer room. This woman had never shown any signs of mental illness before that day. My grandmother asked her what she was doing. She turned around and said in Punjabi. <laughs> 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 
Okay, your Chipotle. ASMR of Chipotle. <laughs> Mike's trying so hard to be quiet, and I think it's, I feel like it's getting louder. <laughs> I can't hear what, Mike? There's a ghost. So, I keep on having to unlock my screen, and I forget where I am. Okay. So, my grandmother asked her what she was doing. She turned around and said in Punjabi in a voice that was not hers, uh-uh. I have eaten Fauja, I have eaten her children, and I am going to eat all of you. Fuck. <laughs> Your eyes right now are so wide. You're so good. You're so I'm so Rebecca stuck on the shit. I'm so stuck on the shit on the walls. Have you ever seen a thing that's like, if I ever get kidnapped in the back of a van, I'm going to shit myself because they either have to clean it up or deal with the smell, and I want them <laughs> to struggle too. <laughs> Can't say I've seen that one. Yeah, it was. I, th- I, I think it was a, a Tumblr life, post. That's a pretty good life hack. It guys. was a Tumblr post, like in 2013. To back. all our true crime fanatics, there you go. There's your life hack if you get kidnapped. <laughs> it makes me think of. Have you ever seen the John Mulaney bit when no. he's like, when you he had this guy who would come to his school and speak about getting kidnapped. His name was JJ Bittenbinder, and JJ Bittenbinder said, "When you get kidnapped, not if. When, when you get kidnapped." You're thrown in the back of a trunk. What you need to do is punch out the back tail light and start waving to traffic so that they know you're there. That's so smart. Would that work? Would that work? Would that work? If I saw it now, I think it was someone pulling a John Mulaney bit on me. I'd be like, oh, they saw the stand-up special too. I would not take it seriously. We're ta- I'm, ret- I'm trying this. We need to find a hoopty car. And just smash up the taillight and see if that works. Uh, sign up for our Patreon so so we, so can, we can get a hoopty car and drive on the highway and wave <laughs> at strangers from the trunk. It'll be money well spent, I promise. When I was in, I was a sophomore, now I was going into sophomore year of high school. My the, my old friends and I, we had went to a Nicki Minaj concert. It was like the GMA, <laughs> like in the summer, okay. where it's like first come, first serve. So you have to like get to Central Park at like three in the morning. Oh, no. Mind you, like we probably knew like two of Nicki Minaj's songs, but like I just wanted to go just to say we you were at went, a Nicki Minaj yeah. concert. So my dad had to drive. So we were like 14, 15 at the time. My parents were not letting us take public transportation that early in the morning. Of course not. So, so... My friend Kelly and I thought it'd be a good idea to write on a paper bag, "Help us, we're being kidnapped," and hold it out the window Rebecca! at like three in the morning. And my dad saw us and was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" There's two underage girls in the back of my car <laughs> driving into the city at three a.m. <laughs> and then that was the concert that Nicki Minaj's nipple came out. You were at the nipple concert. I was at the nipple concert. I remember my parents like watching the news and it was like a national headline and let me tell you my dad stuck out like a sore fucking thumb the demographic did not cater to my dad was that before the cody simpson concert where your dad just stayed in the car did he <laughs> had he learned his lesson at the Nicki minaj concert and he was like yeah, yeah we're staying in the-. i remember yes yes we went to wawa and i was looking up the song lyrics so i could sing along and you were like lily are you really looking up the song lyrics this late in the game that was also the same day that you introduced yourself to cody simpson's dad and said thank you so much for not using a condom i was slick you i really thought that he was gonna be like oh yeah these two definitely should be friends with my oh son. yeah let's get to know them we we um what did we do we threw the bra on stage just an old bra of yes. mine that i had never worn <laughs> i think like my mom got it for me and it didn't fit and I, we wrote a note and 
stapled it into the bra and threw it on we stage. Did. And then one of his backup dancers, like, put it in his jacket and ran <laughs> off stage. I wonder if he got it. Probably not. Probably not. Still never got it. The backup dancers looked at it and were like, sweetie, no. Do you realize that we did like the updated version of that when we went out to lunch that time? Oh, put my the podcast God. in the book. We just can't. We haven't learned our lesson yet. Damn it, Connor. Text Lily. <laughs> Shout out to Connor, our waiter, who was really cool. I was there two nights ago and he wasn't there. I was like, Connor, sorry about like, that. be my friend. He put in his two weeks after that. <laughs> Trying to get harassed by podcasters. <laughs> so basically, back to my story that I haven't even finished yet. <laughs> so I have eaten Thalgia, I have eaten her children, and I'm going to eat all of you. My grandma locked the room from the outside and snatched us kids up and told us to run to my uncle's work and tell him that Auntie Thalgia was very ill and had pooped all over the room. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh. It's just. This is so Poop traumatic. Is funny. I know it's this. like uncomfortable. Like I was telling my coworker that I used to spend recess in the library, and I was laughing about it because it's just like trauma. Trauma, yeah. You know, like that's how like, we deal with our trauma. Exactly. Like ha, ha ha ha. So anyway, so she pooped all. <laughs> just the word poop too just gets me. She shat all over the prayer room, and to bring a malim or a maulana. M-A-A-L-I-M or Maulana, M-A-U-L-A-N-A. I'm definitely not pronouncing those right. She was possessed for about five days. The whole town was aware. They even brought a priest from the Catholic Church. That's sweet, though. That someone of one religion, you know, was struggling and they came together. Yeah. I love that. I love that for them, besides the shit in the prayer room. I don't like how it, I don't like how it happened. I don't like what happened, but I like what happened after. Always look at the bright side of things, I guess. Right, like the yeah. silver lining is Catholicism, you know, helped out Muslims. In that, in that sense? Yeah, the yeah. Muslims. <laughs> like Muslims and Catholics can live in peace. Well, okay, so, but the thing is with jinn is not, like, it's not just, like, Muslim religion, too. There's, like, there's like Islamic Christianity, like yeah. it's like it's all different religions, and that's too. that brings us back to what we've said in past episodes about how can something be so spread out all over the world if there's no truth behind it, mm-hmm. like some underlining truth. Exactly, there's got to be some kind of foundation of truth there. A if it's all over, yeah. So, so uh, a priest from the Ch- Catholic Church comes in, and on the fifth day, Malim Malims. I'm gonna never getting that. People are gonna hate. Yeah, people are gonna hate me. Um, Sent for a big sheik from Yemen. It took him three more days um, to to get to Kenya. Meanwhile, Auntie Fauja had to be tied with ropes to keep her from defiling defiling everything in sight. Us kids were. Us kids were not allowed to see her, but we'd often look through the windows. I was about 12. The sheik from Yemen was called Sheik Rocket. Literally Sheik Rocket. Sheik Rocket. Are these walls sheet rock? No, they're Sheik Rocket. Lily, read the fucking story. I'm tired of these dad jokes. I'm almost done, Rebecca! He asked for a white chicken, a white goat, an egg, and a block of wet concrete. He prayed, exercised her, killed the chicken and the goat, and somehow coaxed the demon or gin or whatever into an egg. He put the egg in the wet concrete block and told my uncle to throw it in Lake Victoria. Once the gin was in the egg, 
She immediately fell into stupor. I think I'm saying that right. And woke up the next day perfectly normal. She also had a kid and is now even a grandmother. Everyone says it was a gin sent by a specific person to harm our family. I think she just ran amok. But what do I know? That's fucking wild. That is insane. Imagine, and that this does kind of sound, you know, that sounds really far fetched. It sounds like a true story. I think it sounds a little far fetched, but I think the first one with the dead guy that nobody smelled. I think that one's a little more far fetched. I agree. You know what I mean? I agree. It's it's just the idea of the gin and like the stories that we've heard behind Mm -hmm. it just sounds so crazy that you can't believe that it happened. In real life, like people, exactly. just like us, it happens to, and people like you and me, yes. the normal one, the, 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 the normal, per, the ones, perfectly yeah. normal people like yeah. us. Yeah, people that have a fucking paranormal podcast, completely normal. Oh people. yeah, yeah. We are completely yes. average. Okay, nothing odd here. So my, I have one story, and it's a relatively long one, but this is um, of someone by the name of Doctor Khalid Zahir, not DJ Khaled. Um, and he, this man was not lost at sea. He was not lost at sea that we know of. But um, this was actually written on my birthday in two thousand three. Happy so seventeen happy, years ago. Happy. How old were you? I don't. Seven. Uh, I was four. Seven. Yeah. I turned seven years old when this. Look was at written. me. I could work at a bank with those numbers. Too. Right. Yeah. I was seven. Okay. So um, this was titled "Experiencing Gin." So I would like to share with the readers some foolishness I went through a few years ago, which nonetheless enabled me to gain better insight into some of the ways our fellow creatures, the jinn, operate. The experience needs to be narrated into a wider audience because I believe by sharing it with others, a number of important conclusions can be drawn that might help many people in appreciating how Satan's from amongst the jinn operate. It is important to know more about them because we humans are often caused to be led astray by this other existence, the jinn, which along with their counterparts among men who are engaged in the struggle to promote evil have been described in the Quran as devils. It was a few years ago when I was informed by one of my students that he was in contact with the jinn. He asked me if there was anything wrong in contacting a jinn for reasons which are not un-Islamic. My immediate response was that there wasn't anything objectionable, since the Quran tells us that, like in the case of humans, they were both good and evil individuals amongst the jinn as well. The next time I met with my student, I was offered the possibility of getting in touch with a pious jinn myself. I was reluctant to begin with, but on second thought, I got convinced by the argument that if the jinn, as reported, was a pious one, then getting in touch with him would probably be no different from the possibility of making another good friend. I like it. I like the odds here. What yes. could possibly go wrong? We'll see. Um, I must. Mike's listening in all of this. And <laughs> Mike's we have eating a, his. Mike, guys, this is our first audience. <laughs> How are you liking just goalie things? The live experience, Mike. It's amazing. This, <laughs> this, it, is it's, a, this is the raw version. He's getting this raw. You know, my dad said that oh, seeing yeah. Celine Dion. <laughs> my dad. My dad said seeing Celine Dion live was a religious experience. Just wait until Just Ghoulie Things Live. Oh, oh my God. 2021, 2022. You guys would buy tickets? Let us know. Email us at... Just Ghoulie Things Podcast to Gmail. I'm trying to plug the Gmail right now, and Mike is eating his Chipotle chip. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, back to the story. I must admit that the suggestion of getting in touch with a gin excited me, and perhaps the excitement influenced my decision. And thus, I started contacting the gin who I was informed was named Usman. I was asked to recite a few verses of the Quran whenever I needed to get in touch with him and then ask Usman Sahib to appear. And then he would before my son, who was 14 years old then. My son would have his eyes shut and would tell 
would tell us that he could see a bearded old man who was responding to all the questions that were put across to him. Thus, I didn't, I didn't use to listen to the djinn directly. My son was the medium. Mm. My son wouldn't need to mention my questions to Usman Sadhib, who would just know himself what was being mentioned. Of course, my son would mention to us what Usman Sahib was saying, since we wouldn't hear him directly. One of the immediate things that Usman Sahib demanded from me was to place a praying mat on some corner of the house for him so that he could pray to the Almighty whenever he felt like. This initial demand immediately earned him a lot of respect for me, and I felt reassured that I had not been taken an incorrect decision. Okay, sounds that, promising. This is all, like, taking the correct steps so far. All right, I'm just waiting for this to downfall. For the but shit I, to hit the fan? It, for lack of a better term. The aunt, the aunt foie, but what was her name? Her shit? Fausia. Fausia Aunt shit. Fausia's shit to, to hit the fan. Hit the fan. And all over the walls. Um, so during the initial stages of this contact, we used to talk, we used to call him many times each day and talk about all the kinds of imaginable topics. The answers we would get would sometimes be vague, sometimes clear and understandable, and sometimes too far-fetched to be acceptable. I asked him once, for instance, whether there were prophets amongst the jinn as well, to which he responded in the affirmative. I asked him if they too had already received their last prophet, as we humans had. He again responded in the positive, but clarified that their last prophet died only 500 years ago. He also gave his opinion that even though the finality of prophethood was an established part of our human creed, we should not be too sensitive about it. He mentioned that the Amadis were also good people and that they too should be accepted as good religious souls. Oh. Yeah. So we used to ask Usman Sahib to go to a different places in Lahore, in Pakistan, and even abroad. And each time we so demanded from him, my son would tell us in no time that he was right there at the intended place. For instance, one of our relatives lived in Gujranwala, and we would then ask Usman Sahib to take my son along there to find out what was happening. And my son, who otherwise knew the place well, would inform us that he had already reached the place in his vision. It was quite a mystery yeah. for me to imagine how a jinn could reach distant places in no time, but then I would convince myself by recalling Quranic mention of the fact that jinn could travel far and wide without much difficulty. Like I, I previously talked about in the history, yeah. some jinns were known to like be able to fly to places really quick. And the dog and cat are fighting. Okay. It would be useful to narrate an experience of Usman Sahib to show that if I was convinced by the authenticity of the visions of my son was viewing... Loki! Boots! Always starting Loki, something. cut your losses. Boots is a hater. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> so anyway, um, so there was some reason behind it. It's like a tap dance number in there. Are you trying to use the laser on the dog? Yeah, I'm thinking... I, I feel like he's getting closer. Okay, anyway, I'm reading the story. Um, so We're never going to get through this episode. Never. Um, on inquiring, he informed that he knew French. One of my visiting relatives, who knew French a bit, asked him a question in French. The reply mumbled by my son on behalf of Usman Sahib was ridiculed by the relatives because whatever was uttered was at least not French. Being hitherto impressed by Usman Sahib's apparent piety, piety, I was upset at my relative's behavior. I'm listening. I asked Usman Sahib to mention the meanings of the statement that was communicated to him in French, and he gave the correct meanings. It was surprising for my relative as well because it was well known that my son had no idea of French. In another incident in the same sitting, we asked Usman Sahib to call up the vision of somebody we all knew. That somebody was called up and my son could see him. We asked him what was the medical problem with the gentleman and his answer was in fact spot on. It wouldn't be out of place to mention another rather weird piece of information passed on to us by Usman Sahib. He informed us that my grandfather about 
whom we as yet knew that he had died in a bomb blast in Singapore in the Second World War, was after all not dead. Oh, shit. The fact that nobody could actually confirm deaths of people who were targeted by a bomb in a building led us to consider the possibility Usman Sahib had thrown across as at least probable. Usman Sahib also informed us that my grandfather was still living out in the jungles of Kelantan, a northern state in Malaysia. As one might predict, we immediately demanded that my son be shown my grandfather. Thus, my son had the vision of his great-grandfather. He informed us that he could see an old man with a white flowing beard who, despite his age, was looking remarkably active. He was seen cutting wood in the forest, and he seemed to be living alone in a nearby cottage. I love that! Yeah. My son informed us that his great-grandfather was called Syed Sahib by the people of the nearby market, where he would go to sell his wood every week to make a living. In one of my son's visits to the Kelantan's jungle during the night, he saw Syed Sahib sitting close to a cabinet. On nudging closer to him, my son saw him looking with intense concentration at a group photograph of a family which, apart from a husband and a wife, had five children, of which three were daughters and two were sons. That was exactly the composition of my late father's family. Again, my son at that time had no idea about the details of my father's family. Thus, the mystery of Syed Sahib's survival grew thicker. Wait, this is like... <sighs> That's pretty cool, right? This is... I feel like this what is like... What do you like, think, Mike? Yeah, wait, Mike. What, what do you think? Are you listening to the story? Okay. <sighs> he's he's eating chips and enjoying this episode. Okay. So I still had a nagging feeling that all this Kalantan's business... And the information that was being thrown across us was too far-fetched to be considered credible. But then there was enough proof to support the view that the possibility of it being possible couldn't be easily rejected. Then came, perhaps, the turning point of this, by now, mm -hmm. intriguing experience. I had been wondering all throughout the period of my contact with Us Usman Sahib as to how could it be possible for a jinn to enable my son to have a live view of events that were happening elsewhere. I mean, was it something similar to the live television transmissions that we're so used to witnessing? I made a firm resolve to test this possibility empirically. Next evening, I asked Usman Sahib, through my son, to inform us what a certain gentleman, who was known to us, was doing at his home. My son didn't know what was in, his, was, what was in my mind. Usman Sahib enabled my son to see the gentleman sitting in his bedroom and doing something that my son described to us. I had asked someone to talk to that gentleman on phone while my son was on his, quote, trip to his home. It so happened that while I was... While I knew that the gentleman in question was talking to somebody on the phone, it somehow escaped the live telecast, which my son was given to witness through the courtesy of Usman Sahib. That inconsistency convinced me that there was something extremely sinister in this whole viewing business, and that it was something very cleverly concocted by this jinn of ours, who, I by then got convinced, had cleverly named himself Usman. Mmm, it's catching some... Fishy business. So the student who had introduced me to this gin later confirmed to me that he too knew that these creatures had the ability to create images in the minds of humans which appeared very close to reality. Because humans, like Mike said, right? Humans can distinguish mm. things. Mm. Mm. So if you kindly bear with me, I want I would want to narrate very briefly experiences of two other people, which are important for some of the conclusions I would like to draw at the end of this article. So there's two other experiences. I'm not going to go into, like, the complete detail of those, but I will link this exact article onto our private Facebook group. So go like that at... Just Going Things Podcast Group. You don't like a group. You join oh, I'm a sorry. group. I'm sorry. I'm very well-versed in Facebook. Oh, oh fuck myself. I need to get it's back. Fine. I Whatever. need to get back to shit posting. 
You should. Okay. So at the end of his article, he, he says, I would like to conclude from the mention of these experiencing the following points. One, the Satans from amongst the jinn very cleverly take humans into their confidence before enticing them to the wrong path. Mm -hmm. The Usman Sahib's request to place a praying mat for him in my home was an example of this clever strategy. Oh. And uh, two, they are able to impress humans by disclosing to them information which is unlikely to be possessed by anyone who has not been allowed to share it. This ability of the jinn owes itself to the fact that they can read what is in the minds of humans who have contacted them. For instance, the fact that my grandfather was killed in a bomb blast was in my mind, wherefrom Usman Sahib could have easily picked it. Mm -hmm. Similarly, the case of the information about the medical problem from the gentleman who was asked to appear. Um, interestingly, although he could not answer the French question, Usman Sahib could know its meanings because the questioner's mind was there for him to read from. Yeah. Oh, and I then, think I get it. Mm -hmm. And then three. There's a couple of them. They pick our weaknesses to induce us into evil ways. Many a times I felt that Usman Sahib was setting a trap for me to fall into by making dubious statements. Four. The biggest assault Satan makes is on the belief in unity of God. That is what Usman Sahib attempted in his prophet's birthplace trap. But thank God it had failed. Five. Satan has the ability to create images which appear real if one allows oneself to be deceived by the great deceiver. There is no reason to be impressed by the kind of remarkable stuff many people claim to have viewed in their visions. Six, Satan doesn't mention everything wrong. He mixes good with evil so that men get confused and thus the way is paved for evil to prevail. Seven, the Almighty has, generally speaking, kept us secured from the direct manipulation of the jinn unless we foolishly allow them to interfere in our affairs. I committed that blunder and paid the penalty, and so did the gentleman from Saudi Arabia. Eight, as soon as one realizes that one is being influenced by Satan, one should immediately seek refuge in the Almighty, or else it is very likely that Satan will win over our confidence and would take us to the farthest corners of ignorance. Nine, one of the most... One of the misplaced confidence of the people in our beliefs, in their beliefs, who are misguided from the straight path of Islam, as is mentioned in the Quran and Sunna, or Sunnah, are the ones who feel confident through their jinn-inspired experiences of a world that doesn't exist, but is made to appear as if it actually does. Most of the misguided religious people mention their mention their confidence as their espoused religious beliefs on the basis of their visions, by or, which are by and large inspired by Satan. Mm. And ten, there is no certainty religious source of knowledge under the sky except for the book of Allah, the Quran, and the religious example of his prophet, the Sunna. Everything else is subservient to these sources and should only be accepted if it doesn't contradict the guidance contained in them. May, and then he, he finishes his article with, May the Almighty secure us from the evil ways of Satan, the great deceiver. So, yeah, you guys can read this for yourself. Again, I'm going to link it in our private Facebook group. Mm -hmm. So join it, not like it, at... Thank you, Rebecca. Just Ghoulie Things Podcast Group. Uh, you make me feel so old. And <laughs> uh, yeah, that wraps up our information on the gin. Wow. That was a... I, I feel last week was a history lesson. This week is like a religious teaching yeah, by non-experts. Some juicy, juicy deets in this yeah. episode. Yeah. And I feel... What I find interesting is in the beginning when we read like kind of like the Wikipedia you know, briefing on gins, they said that, you know, there are some positive experiences, you know, some positive mentions of gins. And when I saw, when I was on Reddit, mm -hmm. I did see someone, um, I was scrolling through the comments and I saw one in the, a comment on the first story 
uh, where the person says, you know, I'm Muslim, but I don't believe in jinn. Someone said, you know, why? You know, and then they got into a whole big thing. There was a very good thread there. Read it with some popcorn. Mm-hmm. And then there was another one that said, you know, why doesn't anyone have any of these positive stories? And I, I like, did some searching, you know, but, like, typing in, like, gin positive stories, like, guess you nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do think it's interesting that people are more eager to share their negative stories yeah. than their positive experiences because they're... There have to be some. Well, if you guys have a positive gin story, email us at... JustGoolyThingsPodcast at gmail.com. You know, it's probably like with reality TV where, like, you don't get the, like, attention. Or not not attention, but you don't get the... There's not as much of a draw. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you don't watch Dance Moms for Abby Lee Miller to give the kids a pat on the back and a lollipop and say, wow, you placed That's third. True. You did amazing. We which which she should. And, like... All that stuff, exactly. So. Like, you didn't watch Jersey Shore to watch them crochet and do Sudoku all night. That's You that watched it for Snooki to go dancing with her vagina out. Like, that's what you watched. That is Albeit true. Albeit blurred for many, the, for many good, good, good reasons. Yeah. But you get what I'm trying to say. All right. Well, on that note, that concludes this episode of Just Ghoulie Things. So, Lily, um, you want to get started with the socials? Let me tie my hair back with my... With your nuvering looking. My my nuvering. That thing is fucking When you decide you want kids, but you don't want to let the nuvering go to waste. Use it as a ponytail holder. That is fucking disgusting. All right. Follow us on Instagram at... Just Gooly Things Podcast. Our personal Instagrams at Rebecca Ruber and... At Lily Baldessari. Twitter. JGT Podcast. Facebook like page. Just Gooly Things Podcast. Facebook private group. Just Gooly Things Podcast group. Donate to our Patreon. Just Gooly Things Podcast. Buy our merch at T Public. I almost said Tree Public, and I was like, "Wait, what's the right word?" T Public just search just Ghouly Things podcast. If it's got our cartoon faces on it, it's ours. Mm-hmm. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal activity they'd like to share on our show, feel free to email us at just Ghouly Things podcast at gmail.com. All right, Boo Things. We will talk to Boo next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.